2: Good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. It is 9.57 a.m. in Burbank, California, and this is the LodgeCast. I'm your Lodge Master. With me, as always, is Brother Bishki. Good morning. And yeah. Brother Lucas. Top of the morning to ya. And today, Brother Zach finishes his uh, strange rock block of episodes with uh, today's feature. Summer of Sam, Summer of Sluice. Ha <laughs> ha! And for the first time ever on the cast, we have just a gem of a magical man, brother Ian. Ian, yes! Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hola,
1: hola, hola. Welcome
2: Welcome to the Prius, Ian. We've been trying to get you on the podcast. We've been looking for those perfect movies for you. We knew it was going to be Suspiria in November, mm-hmm. but before that, mm-hmm. it's Black Klansman. Three Ks in the middle there. K- K- K-
1: Klansman! Awesome. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course. Awesome. Um, it's a Spike Lee joint. Yep. It's a Spike Lee joint. Uh, we 40 got, Acres
3: and a Mule production.
2: We gotta take the temp in the Prius on Mr. Spike Lee and his oeuvre, which has spanned... How many decades now? Four.
3: Yeah, long, mm. long time. Very, very successful run, starting in the early '80s.
2: I, hey, Mr. Facts, what do you think about Spike Lee? What, what, what what's Lucas's mind I, frame I right now? I think
3: Spike is a national treasure okay. and one of the most like distinct American artists of the 20th and 21st century. Wow, I absolutely love and adore "Do the Right Thing." It's a four-bone masterpiece. Agreed. Like it yep. knocked yes, me out yes. when I saw it for the first time in tenth make... grade, and I, I, that I, I bought the original one sheet. I had awesome. it up on my wall. Great I bought, soundtrack. I, I bought yeah, amazing soundtrack. I bought his uh, "Do the Right Thing" published screenplay, which also had his diary notes on making it. Which is just for anyone that wants to like learn about. The original, like, old-school studio process back in the day. I mean, it's just amazing. But but, but what has he done for you lately? Lately, <laughs> sadly, I, I did a little homework last night, a little research. <laughs> and to my horror, uh-oh, I discovered that, uh, speaking of Summer of Sam, the last Spike Lee joint I saw theatrically... Was Summer of Sam wow. in 1999? So some of the people listening probably weren't even born then. But uh, yeah, like that was the last I think, time I, I saw think they were born. Spike Lee's <laughs> name on screen in a theater. And the last film of his okay. I saw in general, like on home video, was the 2006's Inside Man. But since then, we're talking like gosh, 12 years. I have not seen one thing. So he's pretty much preserved
2: in amber for you.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, Sluice, where where are you at? Uh, similar to LT, it, it's been since twenty fifth hour since I saw Spike Lee join the theater. Uh, I was playing Yo Bum Rush the show on the way over here, just trying to summon, <laughs> get back in there, summon <laughs> to the do the right thing, get back in that groove, juju. Um, I agree with LT. His early stuff is pretty unimpeachable, and and he's definitely a notable American artists of the 20th century, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that this film will reannounce him as also an artist of the 21st century because so far you know he's more notable for what he wears to nick games in the last 15 years <laughs> than the kind of movies he's making but right you know i am i've he's been he's a classy guy
3: he's a classy stylish he's one of a kind gentleman
0: he's one of a kind okay and and uh he's nothing if not provocative but this this film seems from the outside looking in like it's in that sweet spot for Spike Lee where it's loud, it's absurd, it's it's uh, insightful, it's of the moment. Uh, high hopes for this film, very high. And he's working with his number one actor collaborator's son, uh, John David Washington? Correct. Correct. Okay, so... Correct. Uh, this has a lot of potential. Okay. Very excited. Been excited about this movie for months. And
3: right. I believe John David was an ex NFL player before Actor, correct? That might be correct. This I is think.
2: this is all great. But Brother Ian, <laughs> mm-hmm. when I say Spike Lee, what, what happens in your brain and in your loin? Uh do the right thing. Um, You're a fan? I'm a fan.
1: I need to get rid um. Get more into his films Did
2: you see Summer of Sam? You know what? I haven't seen it I know the story <laughs> I doubt them. it's going to age well If you see it now Yeah, I think I should I I went, John,
3: John Leguizamo Butt fucks a girl in a car And it's as sexy wow. as it sounds
2: I went to that on a first date Oof. <laughs> Probably one of the worst the, First date movie the, choices The
3: Baba O'Reilly
2: montage With oh. the, uh, the sex doll It's There's a lot of swinging it's, it's tangentially about a serial killer But it's mostly about swinging Mm-hmm. Um, and sweaty and swarthy. <laughs> it is. I just
1: know that Spike Lee is a big New York Knicks fan. He's so, always at their games.
2: <laughs> and you're excited about today's film?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I actually, when I saw the the um, previous one, I was like, dude, I gotta watch this.
2: And then you came to me and you're like, I gotta watch, watch it with you. you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Bisky, you have a long and complicated relationship with Mr. Spike Lee. That's why I'm saving you for last.
4: Yeah. Well, I meant to do a full retrospective this summer. I didn't get around to it. <laughs> but I saw, you know, some right...
2: still going on, Bishke. I know. Well, we'll it's see It's going what the... to be going into October we'll see in what LA. The Black... or... Yeah, we'll
4: see what the Black Klansman does for my uh, retrospective ideas. But I love do the right thing. Obviously, I saw he got game in 1998. And then I was like, I don't want to see any other Spike Lee films. I'm done with yeah, them. I, I
3: remember thinking when I saw He Got Game, it should have been titled, He Got a Whole Bunch of Titty in His Face.
4: Yeah, I mean, wow. I, I wasn't a fan of that that's,
2: film. That's a morning morning quip right and there. Then, and, then,
4: and then I was living in Chicago while they were shooting Chirac, so mm. I went theatrically and saw Chirac. And it was bizarre, it was not good, but it... Brought back Wesley Snipes in a major way. I'm hoping he's in this. Maybe he's not. But shyrac I do recommend as a as a as a lodge, uh, screen uh, screening.
2: Seems sometime. like there's a there's salad dragons of plenty in that one. Yes, there is. There mm. is it's a weird one. The premise. After,
4: after seeing shyrac I can see this one could be along those lines.
2: But um, I I am open-minded. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the hype around Black Klansmen is is huge. Um, The reviews are overwhelmingly positive so far, at least. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, I feel, personally, I feel Spike Lee's movies are always entertaining, whether or not they are entertaining in the way he intends them to be. Sometimes it's his bombast that is the entertaining part, his overreach. And... I don't know, maybe he found the sweet spot with this, but I... I, I...
3: I feel Spike's movies that we all love more than others are ones he's collaborated on the screenplay with, as opposed to ones like Chirac, where I think he's got sole writing credit. He I've doesn't. Always... And he, he,
0: that was a co-writer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah.
3: Well, I feel like he, he's a, hes better suited to work with other writers in general, because I find his writing is not as strong as his direction. Or
2: his or he—it's just it's just a matter of the zeitgeist of whatever whatever year he's releasing it in, connecting with the material. And and yeah. to that, that point, that too, yeah. we're at
0: the one year anniversary of Charlottesville. Oh, right, yes. yeah. And that this to the weekend. And this Shit, release really? this oh, man. it's today yeah. or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, And the release was timed to coincide with that. Yeah. That's one of the zeitgeist. Part two of the Zeitgeist is executive producer Jordan Peel. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so he's gonna That's sprinkle right. a little of his man of the moment. Uh, pixie dust back onto Spike yep. and see if he can uh, reinvigorate the legend. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think we're all optimistic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bit more cautiously optimistic. That's the right way to be. Mm-hmm. But um, cause I, <sighs> I've been burned in the past. I've been burned, <laughs> been burned in the past. But, Seriously, um, bamboozled is an I've,
0: I've been bamboozled. Bamboozled Ac- I actually enjoyed more than I thought, even Same. though it's kind it's it's really, of... It's too long. It's, it's too messy, long. but it's, <laughs> it's provocative and entertaining, and he just kind of leans a little strongly on the documentary footage at the end. It's a yeah. little too much explaining what the movie was a little more subtly that, that, yeah. That's more the, That's always been my biggest expressing. criticism
3: with, with Mr. Lee is he... He tends to go on. Yeah, he he, he beats you over the head yeah. with his, his, his theme. And Chirac instance. goes on. And, and today's on, on, on. is
2: two hours and 15 minutes. I was going to say, we got a run oh. time. we got a run oh. time today. we oh, so man. Oh, man. Let, let's see. Okay, let's okay. let's 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 go. Cautious optimism. Let's go experience it for ourselves. Yeah. If nothing else, he's gonna give us something to talk about. He's yeah. he and yes. He takes big yeah. risks. So, uh, brother Ian, you ready? Yep. Let's do this. Let's hit this morning clan rally. All right. Peace. Peace. they were trapped, that pecker would have had a gun in my face. And he was an ass-hair away from pulling the trigger. And he didn't. But he could have. And then I would have been dead. For what? Stopping some jerk-offs from playing dress-up? Flip, it's intel. Well, I'm not risking my life to prevent some rednecks from lighting a couple sticks on fire. This is the job. What's your problem? That's my problem. For you, it's a crusade. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a job. It's not personal, nor should it be. Why haven't you bought into this? Why should I? Because you're Jewish, brother. The so-called chosen people. You've been passing for a wasp. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Cherry pie hot dog white boy. Hmm. That's what some light-skinned black folks do. They pass for white. Doesn't that hatred you've been hearing the clan say, doesn't that piss you off? Of course it does. Then why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game, brother? Rookie,
4: that's my fucking business. It's our business.
2: And we are back from our morning screening. How's everybody feel about a morning screening? Guys? Very good, yeah. very nice. It was well well attended. Yeah, the $8 theater. price brought people Not out. Bad.
3: Yeah, almost sold out.
2: Uh, we're, we've been keeping it muted. That's a tough movie to keep muted, mm-hmm. especially uh, after that ending. But before we get into it, Brother Bishke, give us that snap. Snap.
4: Yes from Rotten Tomatoes, from visionary filmmaker Spike Lee comes the incredible true story of an American hero. It's the early 1970s and Ron Stallworth, John David Washington, is the first African-American detective to serve in the Colorado Colorado Springs Police Department. Determined to make a name for himself, Stallworth bravely sets out on a dangerous mission, infiltrate and expose, expose the Ku Klux Klan. The young detective soon recruits a more seasoned colleague, Flip Zimmerman, Adam Driver, into the undercover investigation of a lifetime. Together, they team up to take down the extremist hate group, as the organization aims to sanitize its violent rhetoric to appeal to the mainstream.
2: Thank you for that, Brother Bisky. Yep. Um, where to begin with this? Uh, Based on some for real, for real <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I, I don't know verbatim, but I think the opening credit was Disjoint is based on some for real, for real shit. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Exclamation point. And then they bring us right into it. With so, a little Alec Baldwin product. With a little Alec wow, Baldwin Wow, that, uh, that is like I'm, to hitting you in the face. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say that's the salad dragon scene. Yeah. It's the <laughs> <Yeah>. very <laughs> first Delicious. scene. Delicious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It Tasty. is definitely. Alec Baldwin Jack Donaghy adjacent. (laughs) Giving a segregationist uh, screed in front of uh, different uh, slideshows and film footage of uh, segregation in action and he is on point. He is on he is on point in a way that I haven't seen him on point in a long time. Fired up, yeah. dialed in, yeah, like, like spike spiking him were just that's making the bald magic. You, yeah. yeah. It's the Baldwin
0: you love. They yeah.
2: were they were vibing on exactly the same plane. And I was very excited at that point. He he nailed that. It had me laughing.
3: Like, it, it completely disarms you, but also sets up the wacky, <laughs> the crazy, surreal tone. Because it does feel like parody, but I, I guarantee you the Alec Baldwin stuff was verbatim real trans- sure, transcripts sure. from what mm-hmm. was really said. And set. he was
2: just chewing into it. Oh, and it making was... a
3: meal out of it. Just yeah. gorging on
2: every morsel and bite. If he gets a Best a Supporting Actor <laughs> nomination, especially in this year where there's going to be Forty nominations for everything. I wouldn't be upset. Yeah.
0: Nor would I really be upset if the if I think it's Aldous Hodge. Is that the name of the actor who played Stokely Carmichael?
2: Oh, is that true? Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. He was really fantastic, and he needed to be. He was good. Um. Mm-hmm. But so basically, the plot is our our hero is kind of similar to. Uh, Sorry to bother you. He has a, a quote unquote white speaking voice in this, and he joins the Colorado Springs Police Department and quickly runs into all of the sort of racially motivated hostility that you would expect. He starts in the file room and quickly realizes that that's not what his destiny is, and uh, talks his way into being an undercover operative to first infiltrate the Black Power Movement, which is where the Stokely Carmichael speech is, and uh, that kind of takes up the first, you know, 20 or so minutes of the movie, and what did everybody think of that? Because he goes to this speech, and it kind of, to me, it it just kind of sets out the bedrock for the movie that everything functions on, his entire kind of Racial re- reawakening and strengthening of his thoughts, but it is—it's like—it's a long scene that is just—it stops—it stops the movies in its tracks for mm-hmm.
3: sure. But you know what? You know but, why it's there. But, but yeah, it's very important, and he mm-hmm. and he did it beautifully. Like I, it I, was a very beautiful sequence. Mm-hmm. And, and I like agree. A, a short film of, yeah. in and of itself. I, mm-hmm. I agree.
0: I actually think there's moments later in the movie mm-hmm. where he does similar things to lesser uh, results. The, the Carmichael sequence, I thought, was beautifully filmed. Yeah. Edited, mm-hmm. performed. Mm-hmm. And, vis- and visually nice images. felt yeah. felt
2: yeah. very 70s, felt very yeah. up-the-time. Yeah. totally. Yeah. Aesthetically yeah. consistent. I was yeah. so dissolved. with the movie. The facial dissolves point. were great. Yeah, yeah. 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 And,
0: and, and I thought, like you're saying, it not only is formative for him, but I think it's it's formative for the audience to understand the competing... Uh, voices within the Ron Washington uh, character. Uh, Ron Stalworth, sorry, Ron. Right. Uh, John David Washington's character.
2: Who I thought was um, I thought he was great at least. Yeah. 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 Um Ian, how are you digging the vibe in the early goings? Um did you like the Baldwin
1: I did like the Baldwin part. <laughs> I like when he just yelled all those
2: ah, ah, yeah, he's clearing his
1: yeah, throat. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, but um it was just really strong, in my opinion. Yeah, and movie had a lot of strong presence too. So you know.
2: the majority of the movie is uh, drivers and and actual stalwart kind of infiltrating, getting buddy buddy with different levels of this of this. Uh, what do they call it? The organization. Yeah. They don't want to say the clan. Yeah. Which that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. It's like back then it was a bad word, Mm -hmm. and now you're feeling like people are more emboldened to not hide, you know, which there's a lot, there's a lot of subtle and not so subtle things in this movie. Um, Yeah, Spike underlines a lot of points of today,
3: and and what's crazy is if if a person was in a coma for the last ten years and just woke up and saw this movie... It would it'd be seamless, you know? They wouldn't even make the connection. Right. Because you know? it, it does work in both time periods, sadly, you know?
2: Right. Which, there's something to be said about that. But, Bishke, I'm extra curious to see what you think about this because you don't like your politics to be heavy handed in movies generally, it's from tr- from what I've gathered. It's right. True. Like Louis like,
3: like B. Mayer said if you want to send a message, use Western Union.
2: <laughs> and this movie. Abolishes Western Union, and the message is is the parallax view where they slap, strap you into a chair and it's, blast you with everything. That's that's exactly where we're at with this movie. It's um, true.
4: We'll get more towards the ending eventually, yeah. but sure. But it does but It does make its
3: points. Make America Great Again is a line yeah. of dialogue. But Pretty let's much. also America say First. Make America
0: Great Again and America and America, America First, First are not. Trump's invention. No, those Tr- were Trump cryptom. That, yeah, though, and that's no, yeah. why. I, he, you know, yes. He, I'm sorry to. Uh, back to Bishke, but but just yes, yes. he he uses those. I think, in my opinion, well, mm. even I mean the, you can't. In order to make the connection, it's like everything is so on the nose. But we live in a time that is fucking on the nose. True. And like you can't. You can't have a character say make America great again like they would have without connecting it to Donald Trump and his movement. Um, there's no way to do that subtly. I mean... It just well, but there's a way to do mean. it
2: more
4: subtly. Or maybe more comically. Uh, or I don't know, but it, yeah, I, I, I would say it works... Like for quite a while until maybe it doesn't but um, I, agree with yeah. think,
2: I think my main the, the main point that I'm going to make is I thought it, it was a great scene where um, you know uh, Stalworth is talking I think to his, his captain or his superior and they're talking about David Duke and they're talking about mm. the absurdity of David Duke running for public office or for having somebody that would even sympathize with him in the presidency. And that's played for laughs, because we that know- That works, that's when yeah. it's working, but but, when but, you're like, but, 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 they take away the bite from it with an ADR. Oh yeah, they added that
3: in post. They totally fixed where, that in at post. Where so it, cuts, it cuts to a B-roll, or like a, no, it, a it close cut, cut, of No, it cuts to Ron. his
2: face, and, it's, and he says, you're really naive if you think that couldn't happen. Why won't you wake man. up? He goes, you're
3: naive for a black man. Why
2: won't you wake up? And it's like, fuck. We don't. We don't need that. Right. Like that's the bludgeon that ruined that scene for me. Where it's like, mm. right. you're, you're, you don't trust us to read between these lines, get what you're saying in the tone that you're saying it. You have to take the air out of out of that little satirical moment. And totally agree. It's like in summer. Us. It's like in yeah. summer of Sam.
3: You know, all the neighborhood Italian guys hung out. And a cul-de-sac, and a dead end. And you get that. These guys are going nowhere, their lives are stuck in a rut, they're all cosmically in a dead end. What does Spike do? He, like, literally films a sign that says dead yeah, end, and that, he, like, pulls that's exactly back it. from it while they're all, mm. like, standing around
2: it. And it's Which, like, dude, we get it. It's like, you can, mm. you can do that, you can do that, yeah. that's fine, but give us a little bit of credit, and don't it, it kind of just takes you out of the story that's being told to me at least.
0: I think that's totally valid and, and I think there's other times where even, that's even more so true. I think what one of the things the movie does well is it tries to show the repackaging of yeah. very uh, very outlandish and overt racism repackaged into palatable racism that we are still dealing with in like modern America today where people can step back and go, well, I'm not a racist. Right. I just, I just say, why can't we have, why can't we be proud to be white? Right. That's not racist. And then you, you start to unpeel the onion layers and you, and, and it's like something that is so obvious. Uh, um, the, the racism is so obvious under the surface, but when you, when they like use these kind of smoke screens mm-hmm. to, to hide behind. And so I think Someone saying, you know, wake up, it it, it it still is something that you could say to a character right. that's trying to say, you know, I, sorry, just one quick thing. It was like when I tried to explain to someone after the election all the rise of the hate crimes and then the outward, uh, neo-Nazis and white power people. And a friend of mine said, oh, come on, you're, you're blowing away out of proportion. It's not that bad. It's never going to be like that. And it's, it's just, it's just like, you can be blind to it because it seems so outrageous. And, and, you know, but it, that doesn't mean it's not happening. And that doesn't mean, uh, that these people aren't feeling emboldened or safer these days than they were, the- uh, you know, even five, ten years ago,
2: right? And mm-hmm. and that's all in there. I'm just saying, it was obviously a late addition to put that little button on that scene. Might have been. And it, no, for sure, it, was. it for it sure was. wasn't even mixed right. It was like it wasn't even so didn't so I didn't pick up Yeah. It was so rough. to have to see that makes me question. Like it it shakes the foundation of my trust in the storyteller at that point. So, which leads me to my next point, which is. This movie feels shapeless. For sure. Me. For sure. I agree it's, with it, that. it's
3: herky-jerky, and again, it goes back to pacing, pacing, which Which pacing. is fine
2: in if you're aping kind of the 70s movies that this, this film obviously reveres. Oh, but with that scene when they're
3: walking next to the creek, and that they're was talking rough. about... It's like, come on, guys. Like, don't start all the way back. <laughs> can't, <laughs> you just, can't we be, like, halfway
4: up the creek? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt that, like... Um, it needed to build to a crescendo. It should have been more with, especially with the very tag ending it gets. It gets to, and it it sort of it gets bogged down in the plotting. I, I would say it kind of goes off the rails when he decides to go into the Klan rally as the cop defending David Duke. Yes. Like him having him there in his like you know um, kind of black exploitation like I don't know undercover cop outfit, outfit and. And then it just the plotting after that point. But my
3: point is though, when he showed, when they're both in the same room together, the two Rons finally, mm-hmm. it should have been so fucking tense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's nothing. The, like there is yeah. no tension. But the there's, tension even even when, when they the guy recognizes who one of them and goes, "That guy's a, that guy's a Jew cop." It's like there's still no tension, and that's um, when you know you're kind of then. Like, then there was tension
2: for me. But I agree with you up until that point. Ian, what did you did did you start to feel the length at all? It's a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie plus thirty minutes of trailer. Plus oh, a th- <laughs> the, trailer, the
1: trailer. The trailer was the part that was just like impressive because it was just trailer, to trailer. To trailer. And we we're just like, whoa.
2: And and it is mm. it is uh, a Star Is Born is the new Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. We will see it at every movie, and it doesn't come out for another month and oh, a half. Man. Maybe it's time to let the old. So uh, the question. Anyway. The question was. God, trust me, how, Did you fe- did you start to feel? All you got to do. The length. Or were you consistently engrossed uh, in, in, um, in
1: this movie? What I liked about the film, like I, what I really concentrate more is on how like the the, the camera works, you know. Yeah. I'm I, more of the image and ideas. You're, yeah, he's the got some great frames in this. And, I, in this I, movie and, show, and my yeah, favorite, Charles my Charles favorite part was when Car, what's his name, Mom um, I'm, I'm sorry, Carmi- Carmichael. So yeah, Charlie yeah. uh, Carmichael. Um, when he does that speech, I like how he um lee does these zooming um shots with like the the people in yeah, that the group the, the faces dissolves. dissolves and all that and that's just made me like wow this is awesome i yeah and that's one part i was really like hyped
2: about <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I i was like, yes. i wished that there mm-hmm. was more of that throughout also the music i liked the theme mm-hmm i like the theme of it but it was so orchestral and kind of drowsy yeah and the guitar work kind of reminded me of lethal weapon 3 a little bit <laughs> so like every time like a scene would wrap up and then we're we're on a you know a vista somewhere and it's just like and there's like, like, some drone shots brown 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 in the movie too yeah. they're like super high i feel like never done i feel like a little like maybe bring in the orchestral when shit gets really serious toward the end but like pep it up a little bit He's like little, using yeah. Terrence blanchard's whole career woven.
0: you know w- one one thing i thought Give me some especially waka, 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 waka. was so was not working in. in the middle of the film um, and was the scene that we already brought up on the long walk is i didn't really feel any juice in that relationship no. between John David Washington and and the and the actress, I thought she was pretty he, stiff. They, they yeah, should have got yeah. They someone didn't really a have more, any chemistry. Yeah, it was, and it was rough. Wasn't really invested in that relationship. It was almost and they needed it. It was prescribed. For, prescribed. It felt it was no, like a prescribed. half
3: hearted yeah subplot. It was I, like a box they had to check.
0: Whereas his relationship with Adam Driver was much more compelling. Correct, than, mm-hmm. correct. Um, but
2: so, but his relationship with her again, it's. I kept thinking the same phrase throughout. I'm like, tighten the screws. Right. Tighten the screws because it's... it's she, it, She's the stakes. Like, it raises yeah. the and stakes. It's, it's definitely, yeah,
0: it's when important. He re- but when he reveals who he really is it to It falls her, flat. It was yes. really it's flat. It's so yes. fucking flat. Yeah. It's like,
3: again, it's like there's no tension. That's a yeah. layout. I don't feel and
4: anything. And, and there was some ADR work in that scene. The,
2: <laughs> the, uh, I'm not really a cop... But now I'm going to reveal that I actually am a cop to a love interest. Mm-hmm. That's a layup that has been tried and true <laughs> oh, throughout since all whole time. time since like mm-hmm. 1940. And this movie biffs it like she's, there's she's nothing. Kind of it's just it she's, wasn't <laughs>
3: dramatized very well or staged or blocked very and well. And the fact that the whole plot,
2: like the whole the whole story, is leading to this attempt. To blow her up with c4 by by the clan members like there should be that should be a fever pitch but it's kind of just like you know middle of the day he sits her down and he's like i'm a cop and she's like bye well and i'll
0: give you another i'll give you another example where the editing i think and and i don't know why peel or one of the producers didn't maybe they did voice this, and Spike's just too strong to take their recommendation, or who knows what the dynamics are, but there was a scene where one of the Klansmen, who's kind of suspicious of Driver the whole time, is in mm-hmm. bed with his wife. Yes. And he does, and it's on its so own. So random. No, dude, yes. just hold on. <laughs> no place in the film. Because <laughs> hold we, on, We've we been, we been with Ron Star Wars, <laughs> I know, but po- let me make my the, point. Let okay. me make <laughs> my point. That's your are Hey, joke. no hate, no hate. So the, my point is... Um, you could have. I'm trying to remember the scene right before it, um, but you could have cut, as I remembered, from the scene before it to the scene after it without skipping a beat, and the movie would have had a little momentum and, yes. and stuff. The scene on its own is really entertaining. It's like the guy doing it's pillow a perform- talk. It's pillow talk. It's racist it's, pillow it's talk. Racist it's racist. So crazy. Talk, where he's like getting, you know. Uh doing a performance for his wife and talking she's about loving it's it. too gross. like it's activating too activating gross white power and violence and uh. blah, blah blah but um there's no need for it cuz we already know the dynamic right. between the husband and the wife we already know that he's promising... she's like there's a time you're going to need me and and there's going to be a plotting scene between the two of them later anyway there's no need for it and it and it it really slows the movie down and there's about I'd say 3 or 4 of those scenes i think
2: it could have been d- delicious to get to know some of these guys, but they're so one note
0: like yeah. that it
2: doesn't matter. Like there are, e- there seem to be endless scenes with Adam driver ingratiating himself into their world, but they all kind of blend together. Like there's, there's the dumb fat guy. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, the, there's... the wiry, uh, skeptical guy. And then there's the sort of sympathetic to him ringleader, but it, it it's the same note over and over Agreed. and over again. yeah, over. it
4: doesn't progress very, yeah, very much yeah. dramatically. You can only hear that dumb fat guy laugh so many times right, before you're right, just like... Right, How do we feel about the um, intercutting between... Okay, With who, Harry
0: Belafonte? That was Harry Belafonte, oh, right, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah.
4: And between that and the, the Ku Klux Klan, like, induction, like, how do we feel about that going back and forth? Because to me, I mean, it's like the tone of the film and then you bring in Harry Belafonte and it turns into like a documentary yes. almost mm-hmm. it was it was uh stunt um, casting
3: for sure yeah his he last on screen performance I, most likely
2: i
0: lucas i started feeling really bothered by the choice and then completely switched my opinion of it by the end okay and I, and you were
2: you you didn't have pause when they were cutting between black power and white power
0: um i thought
2: like what, what, is he saying, what is he saying? there? I
0: understand because he. I, well, if I may, I think he's trying. If I don't know if he's trying to say this, but what I get from it mm-hmm. is, it's very easy to look at the at, at those things as this as two sides of a coin, and then you'd be making the same mistake that Donald Trump does. And I think that there are. So if that's if he's trying to show you that you could easily mistake that, and then. <laughs> you see that there there are clear differences one is oppression and and one is reaction to oppression and they're not do you know what I mean? They're not like the, the same. They aren't the same size of the coin. Right. Um, but the way but, I inter- but, but but if I sorry sorry one last thing one last thing, uh, so but I do think though the the reason why I liked Belafonte bumped obviously because you're like oh he's a guy who's telling a real he's story, a real, real dude and but he's mm-hmm. much older now so that doesn't and I'm noticing it because he would have been younger and so I, and I'm aware a real person has entered the the space of the of the movie but by the end of this of that sequence I felt like it worked because all of a sudden the the robes had been and the hoods had been taken off in a way and the people you're laughing at you're like, you're seeing this is actually you're reminded this is real people did suffer people did die and he's kind of starting to show you there's fiction and there's reality and and he definitely hits that home later at the end of the film
2: Lucas too. counterpoint
3: No I was just going to say I interpreted that scene as Spike Lee encouraging the audience, people to get, you know, proactive and organized because you got to fight fire with fire. This turning the other cheek shit is not going to work. And when these guys are like get like you know building an army, essentially, it's like you've got to build your own army because if you don't, they're going to fucking burn crosses on your fucking lawn and like and like you know come after you.
4: So you got to like put your foot down. I looked yeah, at it as I mean, like the, the You Luther- got to wake up. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Tension has been there since the beginning. With uh, Spike Lee mm-hmm. since since uh, do the right thing, mm-hmm. and it does um, provide a good narrative tension because I think you have the cop in this movie who is torn between kind of the black power, but then also like you know I still want to be a cop and I still want to you know hold hold things together and not get out of control.
0: Right. I
2: <laughs> but I think I think uh, I kind of side with Lucas's interpretation that he is Spike's spikes letting his rage spill over in that a little bit yeah. and it, which is totally justified I'm just kind of like with Dinesh like you have to wonder what the viewer is going to be thinking of all this and I don't know. I don't know what what average Joe viewer is going to take away from. I don't you know, know
3: how this is going to play in I South, yeah. you know, I, yeah. in Charlottesville. And
2: we also have have to point out this is in the Burbank 16 multiplex. Mm-hmm. This movie that we just watched is playing alongside the Spy Who Dumped Me, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> like that's that's pretty amazing. And in it's it using like every,
4: every every racially charged slurp... Like from yes. the Ku Klux Klan, like it gets under your skin, like the yeah. stuff that they are saying. Yes. Well,
2: I think, Man. I think too, like, um, because it does, there is a barrage of language of just th- every slur in the book is in this movie, yeah. And I think it's used, it's used correctly, I mean, as shock value initially, but I don't know, there's two ways of looking at it either I kind of felt like that they were coasting on that in the middle quite a bit where it's like isn't this shocking that all these people are saying you know all these words and it it once you accept that as their world it ceases to become shocking and then you need you need that you need more story nutrients to to hold to hold Mm -hmm. up the weight of that Mm -hmm. um but the other way of looking at it too is like oh it gets under your skin because there is a cumulative effect yeah. Of hearing all that. Yeah, it's disquieting. yeah. And it builds toward the end. Um, yeah. What else What else do we need to cover in the... Before we get to in, the end? In, before we get to the inevitable.
1: I just felt Sorry. Yeah,
2: no, go ahead. Um,
1: the, what you were just saying about the parts that were the saying all the provocative mm-hmm. stuff, I, I kind of felt the presence of the people we're around with. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they were thinking. mm mm-hmm. And I noticed there was a couple who was sitting next to you mm-hmm. African American yeah. and, and yeah. I you know what, the guy seemed like he laughed and he was in it on the same page yeah. and
3: I wasn't uh, holding back I was Ooh. like like laughing at what I wanted yeah. to laugh at I didn't feel any tension I think there's us. an yeah. assumption
2: that anybody that's going to this especially first thing in the morning <laughs> is probably down it's probably, probably in in jive parlance yeah down, <laughs> I um
3: yeah no we were we were both digging it and he and his girl would like very occasionally talk to each other about about what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. Like they they had to kind of address certain things. And right. I
2: noticed
1: it was a diversity of a crowd. Yeah,
3: it was yeah. all shapes yeah. and Especially sizes. Especially for Burbank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Those like, were all different demos. It was good. It was a good turnout.
2: I feel like the tone mm-hmm. is purposefully like nobody nobody involved in the movie would even mm-hmm. argue that the tone is crazy. Mm-hmm. It But goes... it plays
3: like comedy more than drama, yeah, I feel. I... Cuz I felt like I was laughing more than than I was like being horrified or Chris half or, especially because yeah. yeah because the Alec Baldwin thing like it keeps you kind of high and elated and then he <laughs> yeah, goes right. into the interview and you're like laughing some more and then he gets hired and, he, and he's like doing the slow walk to piss off the racist cop and that's funny and it's like man this almost feels like a comedy like mm-hmm. more than me you it's know, hilarious getting yeah, emotional yeah. yeah I
2: can't help but feel like if you tighten the screws overall the comedy and the tension would make. Would complement each other. It mm-hmm. would make the comedy darker and the tension higher, mm-hmm. yeah. because shit would be popping more. Like, you, shit, like you'd be you'd be in it more. You could you know? cut
0: twenty minutes off the movie easily, and, yeah. and 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 lose nothing of what makes the movie special. I the other, yeah.
2: the other thing I was yeah. thinking was Topher Grace, who appears as David Duke, yeah. is famous, in slash infamous for doing his own cuts of Star Wars movies, mm. and mm-hmm. ho- and The Hobbit. He just he just uh, recently, I think, trimmed down all the Hobbit movies into one movie. <laughs> I would like to see both of those. <laughs> um, but I couldn't help but think, like... Because that's the way, obviously, his mind works. When he watches this movie, yeah. what's he going to be doing? Yeah. it's The optics are bad for a white man who plays David Duke in the movie to do his own kind of black <laughs> Klansman. But, uh, like... And as an editor myself, like I can't help but see where where it's just stretching out where it should be fucking and not on only, fire. But, but not yeah. only that,
3: I feel Spike maybe dropped the ball in certain setups or shots because for instance, like if we could just jump to the climax where the bomb is exploded, yes. He I mean maybe it was for budgetary reasons, he couldn't actually show us the guys dying so that was unclear to me at first mm-hmm. and then he never got an actual like reaction shot of that, the
0: wife that realizing her husband's
3: dead instead it was very confusing and then again mm-hmm. it was like not covered properly or something so I but felt like but
0: very funny where she couldn't fit the ball yeah, into the mailbox
3: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: the whole but movie yeah, sorry, for me point. is like it spikes was. of well pun intended I guess now but spikes of brilliance and then just like Bewilderment, as far as yeah, like why is it why is it put together like this?
0: I will say that the um, every time it lost me, it was able to regain sure. my my gripped a- attention. And seeing and it with ad- an
2: audience was helpful too, yeah. because when it does come back. You know, people were still awake. You know, they when when he when he reaches in for the hug of David Duke right before they take the Polaroid. Very funny. Pe- people great. woke back up there. It was great. <laughs> right. um, let's talk about the ending. Let's then, get huh? to the ending, the guys. Very, very ending. So, uh, yeah, like it. It the movie the movie as we've been watching it with the characters that we've been getting to know, um, kind of ends on a cliffhanger of. It, it's almost comically like, um, oh, the the dirty cop gets arrested. Everybody's uh, congratulating our hero.
0: Good beats evil.
2: Good beats evil. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he's off the we case. We did too good a job. He's off the case, but his phone's still ringing. You know, they're still, they're, they're still out there. And then he's, uh, he's with his, his lady and... They get a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. They both pull guns, which is a great moment. and um, Into the
0: classic Spike Lee shot. Yep. Signature yep. Yeah, yep. That move, which is great. I love.
2: And then we go out the window and there's a burning cross. Um, and then that transitions into Charlottesville one year ago. This weekend.
3: Like, literally, right now, yeah. Um,
2: and the tiki torch, the infamous Fuck. tiki torches that we're going to be reading about in the history books forever. Fuck. Uh, if there are books anymore. And. Um, <laughs> It just then it just turns into a slap in the face of like oh you think this is the '70s? This is fucking now, and now is worse. And the
0: people you've been laughing at—they mm-hmm. exist, and they they cause this kind of violence. And they're sanctioned and they're, by
2: yeah. by high, by a higher power, um, and the higher right. power being Trump. Right. There's, there's, and on both sides on, on both right.
3: sides on both sides so sides.
2: when okay so be honest when it when it went to Charlottesville what are we thinking like is uh, this does this feel right or does it feel right for right now or is like I
4: feel like Charlottesville is on un- is kind of the undercurrent of the whole film I don't I mean it's i have whenever you show that footage it's gonna disturb you mm-hmm. um
0: yeah, it definitely but, uh, landed uh, hard. Um, it, it, it hit, it yeah. fucking gut punched me, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. knew that he was going to do this because I just saw it on social that people say he he Same. That was the headline I saw. I've known that he was going to cut to Charlottesville. I didn't know. I knew about it. Apparently, the
3: headline I saw in the Hollywood Reporter said that in Charlottesville, like specifically the theater has to put a trigger warning at the beginning oh, wow. of the movie for people going to see it or something. Cause yeah, it's like really. People the, were crying in the
2: theater. Yeah, um, I mean. I, there, I there was, was crying. There was a yeah, lot I, I'm it Be was, honest,
0: it I, it hit me yeah. like, a t- it knocked the wind out of me, man. It I mean, crept up on me. I was kind of feeling like you, Matt. I was not sure where I stood with the movie. And when it transitioned for me, very seamlessly uh, from fiction into reality, my initial thought was, yeah, I knew this was coming. Okay. It very, very swiftly hit me like a ton of bricks and I was, I was crying in the theater, man. It made me feel terrible. Um, it was very real. And then and, it um, dissolves
2: to an upside down American flag that turns black and white mm-hmm. and then we're out. Um, it's undeniably like, cause it's true. Everything you've been watching naturally leads up to what is happening now yeah. and specifically and such a vivid visuals of that situation i'm sorry
3: to, i'm sorry to backtrack for a second but one thing i did want to mention too was the specific calling out of dw griffiths the birth of a nation and I oh think, right and i think we all forget because we're so desensitized to to social media and visual images and virtual reality and shit. But a hundred years ago, it was history written in lightning, as Woodrow Wilson, the president at the
0: time, said. Because that's is reminded cause that's nobody, cause <laughs>
3: nobody had seen it, and like that, that's what's so crazy is like Spike is basically saying, hey, you know, like, the clan was pretty much dead at that point, mm-hmm. but after they saw themselves on screen... They got amped. They got super amped, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck me, yeah. you're kidding. Like, I it's think... that dumb? It's, like, that fucking dumb? Like, they saw a movie and they bought, like, the the costume
1: for it? Like, fuck. And they're eating, I... like, popcorn. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure i they still watch.
2: I think it's incredible that two episodes of The LodgeCast in a row <laughs> have featured birth of a nation and woodrow wilson's <laughs> reaction to such to opposite ends but mm-hmm. to completely opposite ends <laughs> and oh, completely man. opposite means but i think nonetheless i think but no, spike but...
0: lee has tried this ending before like i said before we saw the movie in bamboozled mm-hmm. and and, I, and my reaction in seeing bamboozled was it did not work for me this was incredibly powerful I, and, I agree. Uh, I think the Charlottesville
3: yeah. coda, the yeah. epilogue, was very much needed and of this time and appropriate. And, like, there was no other way. You could have ended it, with the exception of, like Zach said, if you wanted to show more lynchings that the KKK did. But but Spike Lee did that at the end of Bamboozled. Like, we've seen, like, how ugly the real mm-hmm. history is. Yeah. And I think the Harry Belafonte scene, Belafonte scene was, right. like, more than enough to, to oh, just sh- drive that home. Like, I, fuck.
2: I thought, I mean, the footage can't not be powerful especially in context of what we just watched but I don't know like I feel like I feel of two minds I feel like it's a crutch for a movie that had us and and kind of sputtered its way through a bit and it's it's a surefire way to bring home all of your points and yes to make us cry and fucking self-reflect and everything but also it's like fuck it it's spike lee like mm-hmm. what else is he going to do yeah. like he he wants it in our face he wants it to be of right now mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. wants it to be the timeliest shit because the battle is here you mm-hmm. know like so i don't know i'm of two minds of it but what it was you... it was definitely i mean it was definitely powerful ian what did you think of the ending like what what were you feeling when when we got really real oh man um,
1: yeah, I feel the same thing for, like, how Zach's feeling because, you know, the tear. I had a tear coming out because I just feel like um, this is it's just going too much, man, you know. Um, I know times are changing and, you know, and I always think about these things because I would think about my daughter, too. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how her her time is going to be like when she gets older, how things are going to be. You know, I just kind of, like saw that footage and i really didn't expect that it happened because i didn't know that lee was gonna do that and it just kind of it just made me very to be honest it just made me very upset and just freaking
2: pissed off well that's what and, he wants yeah. you know yeah. i just it, wanted it i just
1: it just pissed me off and then i noticed after that when it finished everyone was
2: quiet yeah yeah, oh yeah. And I know yeah. the quietness. yeah and i was like wow that was a. V- and I was- feel that
1: hit everyone. It yeah. Like boom! boom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it hit really everyone. Yeah. It was a
2: very quiet conclusion there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the bones, guys. Bones. Bishke, roll right into it. <laughs> All right. Um, let me get the feel. I'll let me get the feel. Okay. <laughs> He's not going first. He's <laughs> not going
4: first.
0: <laughs> He's hedging. He's hedging.
2: Uh, let's give the-, the resident hothead the floor.
4: I, uh, I I When it opened
3: with Baldwin, it, we were at like a four, yeah. like a three and a half. I yeah. was like, holy shit, I forgot about Spike. Because the trailer... <laughs> no, no, because
2: the trailer... Why you gotta act like you forgot about Spike? I know, yeah.
3: <laughs> but no, the trailer sells it as like such a conventional type of movie. Yeah. And I think everyone who's seen the trailer thinks, oh, it's gonna be a conventional movie. And that opening scene, like all bets are off. You're like, oh shit, this is not in the trailer. Like this is not what I was expecting, and and then, yeah, it, it kind of kept the four-bone, three-and-a-half-bone goodwill for the first act. I'd say for the first 30 minutes, Agreed. I was totally, like, on the same page, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, as it went on, I definitely was feeling the running time, and... Uh, yeah, this is tough for me. I I, I want to give it three bones, I really do. But 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 uh, you got
2: support in the car. Lucas, but it kind of
3: but it kind of did play one note after a while in terms of the drama and the emotion and like you know and there was really no tension or suspense after the the little lie detector window smashing scene really. Um, so I give it you know uh, fuck. I mean. You can do it, Lucas. Two and a half bones. I mean it's technically well made, but mm-hmm. like I I uh I think it need it need, needed more work in the editing mm-hmm. room. I feel like it definitely, like Bishke said, if it was a little bit shorter, it would have landed twice as hard. It would have sure. knocked the wind out of you. I people yeah, I would have been crying at the end. But because it is like so meandering and yeah, you made your point, I got it. It's uh you know, it's two and a half.
2: Brother Zach, where are your bones at?
0: I I, I don't disagree with most of what LT's saying um, and I think I was watching the Stokely Carmichael sequence and even as long as it was I was so gripped and I had been laughing and I had, he was showing me why Spike is such a legend and is such a virtuoso unique filmmaker and is often imitated in that first 25 to 30 minutes that I thought man he's really going to do it he's really going to deliver like another classic this is not a classic for me um and i agree if it was a little a little better constructed in the writing and then it was a little tighter in the editing yeah this might have been a, a a four um it's just so timely it's incredibly entertaining at times um and it really uh speaks uh to the moment we're living in even though it's set 40 years ago. That said, mm. uh, it was off and on limp uh, in the middle of the movie. Um, despite that, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks at the end. How many um, bones? I go three. Mm. I, I would recommend this to anyone mm-hmm. uh, with caveats.
2: Brother Ian, you're familiar with the bone system as a loyal listener. Mm-hmm. How many bones you give this? Um it's pretty hard (laughs) it is hard because it's a uh, mixture of the
1: message and Mm
2: -hmm. the conveyance
1: well the movie goes all over in my opinion it has spots there and you know a lot of the humor and i did laugh it made me laugh um but the end is just the part just kind of making my stomach cringe then i just like well um i'll make it quick i'm gonna give it three bones Mm. Um, He's in the three zone. I, I, I'd be honest, I like the film. Um, I like the shots, the images, um, the Harry Belafonte part. I mean, it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, it did had, you know, sloppy parts and, you know, but yeah, I, I'll give it a
2: three bones. Cool. Yeah. Brother Biskey have yeah. you had time to soak all this in? Yeah, I did. Now that it's safe for you to come out. Now and say <laughs> what you feel. Now that Lucas gave it the count that I was going to give. <laughs> now I feel okay. emboldened you feel emboldened by his rhetoric I
4: feel emboldened by Lucas's I'm going to give it two and a half bones I think it's it's definitely better than average or better than Chirac for sure Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and it um, yeah I mean I thought it got the. yeah like we said it could have gotten cut down maybe a little bit would have had a little more impact um, and, and I, you know, I like my politics a little more subtle, yeah, you do. but, but that's just my per- personal preference. I think Spike, I, I wasn't expecting that from Spike. It's going to be bold and it was bold and, uh, uh, it, it deserves some great performances.
2: Uh, two and a half. Uh, I am embarrassed because I'm two and a half as well. The hosts are all of a hive mind. Yeah. Um, but it just it it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to give it two and a half. And I'm gonna say if this were a first feature or a second feature, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a second feature with money, mm-hmm. it would be three without a fucking doubt. Or three and a half
3: too, you know, like because I it's it funny. would be a
2: three without a doubt. <laughs> because
3: you know what's funny? I don't know if anyone made the connection, but it's funny like watching John David Washington as Ron Stallworth uses white guy voice, and we just saw Sorry to Bother You, where, you know, that's a whole plot point, you know? Like, literally. It's like, it's like, uh, Boots Riley, you know, (laughs) uh, had read about Ron Stallworth, or read his book or something.
2: Yeah, and if it, if it were, because it is bursting with ambition, and I do always want to reward that, because we need that. That's the fuel that drives this, this, crazy, mutating art form of The big ideas. Forward. The big fish ideas. Yes, but it's Spike. Spike should be a master yeah, by now. Yeah, yeah definitely. And he, and he intermittently is within this movie. He mm-hmm. is. So, the fact that it's his I don't know 500th movie makes me a little more critical of it. Like, get someone to look at this with an editorial eye that you will listen to. Tighten the screws. Make it pop. Like, kick the shit out of us at the end. Get everything working so that no one can deny this. Not even, you know, somebody who is in the clan that goes to their multiplex to just see what this is all about. Make it undeniable. You have the tools. You have the talent. You have what appears to be all of the ingredients. And it's still good. So... I gotta give it two and a half because it's not great.
0: The only thing I would just I would just sprinkle uh, in comparing it to the other, uh, you know, movie of a young black guy using a white voice uh, to, of, the, of the summer <laughs> of the summer <laughs> um, is is th- this film is um, despite its shortcomings in script and editorial, um, you know what Ian's saying about about the photography you know, Spike has a way with, with cinema language and camera angle, movement, and there's set pieces in this movie that are so much more uh, polished and elevated cinematically than Sorry to Bother You. And right, I, yeah. You know, and, and that to me is, despite uh, the flaws of which, Matt, I, I more or less agree with, um, is it does show Spike's skill and polish compared to a first-time filmmaker like Boots Riley, despite both these movies uh, having, you know, a lot of rough-around-the-edges moments and both bursting with ambition and ideas Mm -hmm. um, in different ways.
2: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays in America.
0: Mm, Yeah.
2: I mean... There's
3: a lot of shit, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in America besides, you know, race and and class. You know, you got people stealing airplanes and doing (laughs) Denzel flight barrel rolls into Puget Sound or whatever. This, I mean, we
2: might... We're bubbling right now. We we very well well (laughs) might be podcasting in the po- post-apocalyptic wasteland just we'll for living, ourselves yeah, we'll be living I'll in the bombed okay.
3: out shell of the amc 16 you know
2: there won't even be any recording devices we'll just be miming it to remember a time yeah, there will be where... tomato cans we'll be talking into tomatoes exactly cans. <laughs> oh man but as for now Civilization is still holding together. By a hair, by yep. a fucking hair. Of an inch. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's an emotional quality that is bubbling under the surface that I, at least I feel, that when, again, when that section, the Charlottesville section played and when Trump was on screen, I wanted to yell, fuck Trump, in the middle of the yeah. theater. I was so angry, I was yeah. so emotional, I was so, on a, such a profoundly, deeply upset level with that you know, but uh, I, I resisted because it would have been stupid. But is, I just emotionally <laughs> felt like I wanted to release quick, my anger towards this human quick being. Quick hot it's
2: take poll before before we wrap this up. Will there be another Civil War, Bishki?
4: No, no, no. Lucas? No way. Ian? Making fifty, hundred 50,
2: 100 years.
0: 50 or 100 50 years. years. Okay, Zach? Uh, not in the, yeah, I wouldn't, no is my answer for the near future, no.
2: Interesting. As much
4: as Dinesh wants it, no, no,
2: no
0: way, man. But hopefully not. I mean, hopefully not.
2: Hopefully not. not. I I just, I I just hope we as a nation are too lazy. That I think that's too many
0: screens. (laughs) I hope
2: that that the screens have pacified us enough Uh, so that we're not going to get. I I tell you
3: what, you take away pornography, then there might be. a Well, we'll
2: see. President Pence. We'll see. Oh, shit. Um, oh, then, goodness, then they're going to no. lose
0: Kanye, because he likes his porn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. We discovered that this week. What
2: so. a twisted web of a, of a worldwide yeah, yeah, yeah. web that we live in. I
3: know, we got Sean Young committing burglaries. The fuck? I, heard, I read about that. I know. What's
2: wrong with her? She's stealing like copies of Blade Sidecast, her. sidecast. Yeah, Overtime. Okay. Um, that was our That's morning... That's was I morning. Bert never wanted her
1: to be Catwoman. <laughs> that
2: was our morning, uh, that was our morning <laughs> view of Black Clan. Hansman, folks, it is now Ugh. the afternoon. to oh, take a nap. The sun is lower in the sky, and uh, we're we're gonna go release ourselves unto the joys of Burbank. I recommend you guys see this movie. Anybody who's listening, like, go see. This is now. This is what's. Even though it's set in the '70s, this is a movie about right now. So get hook yourself into it. Jack in. See what it's all about. Uh, love and light to you. Love and light. Love and mm-hmm. light to the
0: lodge. Power to all the people. Power, power
2: to,
1: to all the, all the people. people. Poder <laughs> means Power
0: First man to die, the flag the lead. Summer of Sam, summer of Sluice.